now on our third weekend of reflection on the sacrament of confession. The first Sunday we talked about vice and virtue and the reality of sin in our life and how we never really attain true virtue until we reach the blessedness of heaven because true virtue is found in God alone. What you heard last weekend, I don't know. I wasn't here. But hopefully Father Adam talked to you about the gift and the need for God's mercy and forgiveness. That God has something to offer us that we cannot find anywhere else and that we find only in Him. This Sunday's reflection is on examination of conscience. Why do we examine our conscience and how? Why should we, why do we need to examine our conscience in our Christian life? Think of it this way. If you've ever watched one of those crime scene investigation shows, one thing that they often do when they come into a crime scene is things can appear to be okay, but if they flip off the light and bring in a black light, then they can see what's left over, what hasn't been properly cleaned up, and then they find the real evidence left behind. That to the naked eye, everything seems fine, but with the help of the black light, you can discover problems left behind. Or this past week, I was spent a couple of days in the mountains snowboarding and the friend, my friend and I, we stayed in a cabin about 20 minutes outside of Golden. And so we were 20 minutes away from this small town and I don't remember the last time I saw stars that clearly. That we forget and we don't realize how much light pollution we have around us that clouds over the stars. The stars are still there, but we can't see them clearly because of all of the ambient light that's around us. And we don't realize how much that affects what we can see until we are actually put in a place of real darkness to be able to see those stars. And then if we think of our sin, kind of striving for virtue, often people will come to me in confession, Father, I struggle with patience with my family, with my spouse, with my relatives. And they confess that over and over again. I'm impatient. I'm an impatient person. Well, is it really impatience? Or if they really examine their conscience, could it be that what underlies that impatience is a pride that needs to have things go their own way all the time? And the reason that they're impatient is because every time something happens that doesn't go their way, they lose their patience. See, there's layers to our sin, that the reality of our sin isn't often, almost never, immediately evident to us, which is why Jesus points out in the gospel, we can point out the speck in somebody else's eye, but we're looking around a log present in our own eye to be able to see it. We can't see the log that's there, but we can see a little imperfection way over there. We struggle to be able to see the sin in our own life. And we, so we need to examine our conscience to allow those layers that we've placed in our life of sin to be pulled away. That in the tradition of the church, we talk about coming to understand our root sin. That we have within us something that we hold on to that is a root cause for much of the other sin that we struggle with. Someone who is about to be one of the newest saints in the church, 
blessed John Henry Newman. He talked a lot about conscience in his life. And he said, he describes the conscience as the aboriginal vicar of Christ. He was an Oxford man, so he used fancy language. Basically, all that he's saying is that conscience, from a Christian perspective, is the first place where we come to know God. It is the first place in our life where God speaks to us, is our conscience. But if there are things that muddy our conscience, if there is light pollution in our conscience, then we won't be able to see clearly how God is present to us there. And that comes to us in a multiplicity of different ways. Our fears, our guilt from past sin, our complacency in life, all of those things cloud our ability to see how God is present and speaks to us in our conscience. We need to clear that away so that we can make room for God. A quote that I really like from St. Augustine kind of gives another image to describe this. This is how he describes it. Suppose God wishes to fill you with honey, but you are full of vinegar. Where will he put the honey? The vessel, that is your own heart, must first be enlarged and then cleansed, freed from the vinegar and its taste, so that we can make room for the honey. God wants to fill us, but if we're unwilling to make the space in our life, in our heart, to receive what he wants to give, he can try and try and try, and it'll never come. So how do we examine our conscience? It's really quite simple. The Holy Spirit and other people. We will almost never be able to put our finger on what we're really struggling with. We need the help of the Holy Spirit and of other people. Why the Holy Spirit? Because when we go to confession, it's not about making a checklist of what I did wrong and what I did right. That if you take the Ten Commandments and think before you come to confession, which one did I do and which one that I didn't do, I can save you the trouble. You've sinned against every one of them. Everyone has. Now, to different degrees, I hope there are no murderers in this room. But every one of us has sinned against every commandment to a different degree. So it's there. It's not about deciding whether I've done wrong or whether I haven't done wrong. Confession isn't about judgment. It's about reconciliation. And if you get into an argument with someone that you love, it requires that each person that is part of that argument bring forward their culpability, what they've done wrong in that, so that reconciliation becomes possible. The problem in confession? There's no fault in God, so it's all on us. But it's about restoring a relationship. And so if we don't include the one with whom we're trying to restore that relationship, God, present to us in the Holy Spirit, then all we're doing is casting a judgment on ourselves for what I've done right and what I've done wrong, and we're not allowing God to be the one to restore us in that relationship. And then it becomes all about judgment and not about reconciliation. We need the Holy Spirit to show us what we are putting in the way 
of our relationship between us and Him. Every time you sit down to examine your conscience, it should start with a prayer to the Holy Spirit, help me to see what I am putting in the way between me and God. Then we have each other. We help each other come to understand our weaknesses and our failures and our sin. Are we willing to let the criticism of others teach us and inform us where we need God in our life? Now, other people's criticism might not always be justified, but there is always a seed of truth in any criticism that comes from another person. Are we willing to be humble enough to accept that as a gift to a deeper understanding of where we struggle to let God be a part of our life? Will we let that teach us where we need healing, forgiveness in our life with God? And then very practically, to get an examination of conscience, there are thousands of different versions of examinations of conscience that you can find online. And most of them are quite short. Most of them use the Ten Commandments as a model with little questions that help us reflect. Some you can get would be like three pages worth of questions so that you can reflect. But again, the point is not to look at the question and go, have I done it? Have I not done it? because then we're just casting judgment. It's allowing the question to, to reflect on, am I leaving anything in my life that becomes a barrier between me and God? So that I can then offer that to God and say, take it away, I don't want it. Because it's about reconciliation, not about judgment. Then the frequency with which we examine our conscience. If we only examine our conscience when we come to confession once a year, then all that we're going to remember are the things that weigh heaviest on our heart, that we are judging ourselves for already, which are probably the same things that we've struggled with for years, and we'll confess them again. And we'll get stuck in a spiritual rut of just confessing the same things over and over again, starting to believe that I'll never get better, and this is just who I am, and this is what I struggle with. If you go on a diet, and you're trying to stay faithful to that diet, you keep track of what you eat. Because every once in a while, you're going to cheat. And you want to understand how often that you've che cheated. Because if somebody asks, what did you have two weeks ago to eat on a Wednesday? If you haven't kept track, you go, remember. But that was the day that you pulled out the bag of chips, and you cheated. Regularity allows us to go deeper. That in the tradition of the church, an examination of conscience comes every night with your night prayers before bed. That at the end of the day, you examine your conscience, not just for the times that you rejected God, but at the same time for the times where you did accept God, where you welcomed God into that part of your day. To remember and recall, yes, this is where I chose to receive God. And these are the times where I rejected him and chose my own way instead. And by doing that, over time, you allow layers to be taken off, to come to a deeper understanding of what it is that you are keeping in your life that puts a barrier between you and God. 
What is the pollution? What is the vinegar left behind? Because confession is not about judgment. It's not about you have to admit what you've done wrong so that you can face the consequences. How many of you have gone to confession, received a penance, and went, well, that was easy. Why didn't Father give me a harder penance? I had this horrible sin that I confessed. I should have a horrible penance. Well, I'll tell you, when I hear confessions, the worse the sin, the lighter the penance. Why? Because it's not about judgment. It's about reconciliation. It's about taking down the barriers that are preventing us from receiving God in our life. And so a harder penance will feel like a bigger barrier. It's about reconciliation. It's about coming back to God. It's about taking away the things in our life that prevent us from receiving Him totally and completely. It's about removing that light pollution, that vinegar, the log in our eye that keeps us from seeing God clearly because His desire is always to be with us. And so we just have to be willing to give to Him everything that prevents that from happening so he can forgive it, wipe it away, and reconcile us to him.